Welcome to WPC Smash, your stop for wrestling and pop culture smashed together. I am Ian Wilson, this is Mike Moran, and we are going to immerse you into our world of pro wrestling, video games, and all the stuff that we think is just too sweet! Alright, WPC Smash, Royal Rumble Edition, Episode 17. Number 17. I am Ian Wilson, this is... Mike Moran, my favorite number is 17. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Not much, how you doing? Dude, Royal Rumble season has passed us by, we got a lot of information, uh, a lot of information that we got right, I must say. One of us, you know, picked uh, almost exactly what was yep. going to happen right away through this card. So, uh, you know, that made me pretty excited, you know, I do like... The swerve skis, but you know, being mostly right, it's mostly cool too. <laughs> yeah, Hell it's yeah. pretty cool too. I thought the same thing. Right off the bat, we did get the long show. It started at seven, so pre-show started at five. The night before, we got an awesome NXT show. You want to touch on that real quick? Uh, Velveteen yeah. Dream stuck out to me like he always, always. seems to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these days, um, coming out of that card, uh, I thought that Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano both looked super strong. Johnny Gargano taking the loss in the main event for the title, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, from what it looks like... Hell of a match. He's on his way up to the main card anyway, and that was kind of him uh, putting over the new talent type deal. Yep. Ciampa came out afterwards and smashed him down with a crutch. Yep, stole uh, that thunder. Yep. Stole that sympathy that he was getting took from the, the, the live crowd and took, took heat. that heat. That's right. Yeah, so that was cool. I thought, Every match I thought the, the Alistair Black match was pretty brutal. I think that's what the Philly crowd wanted. Some, you know, tables, ladders, and chairs, if you will. No ladders, but you know what I'm saying. Some I, violence. <laughs> I, I like the way they saved it for later on in the car. Yep. Uh, nobody else went outside the ring and, you know, grabbed chairs or did any of that kind of stuff. It was all saved for that yep. match. So I thought that was super cool. I just thought it was put together really well. Me too. You know, we didn't go into detail about the card or, you know, um, anything like that in our preview show. But as always, TakeOver delivered. Yeah, we're going to watch it. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to talk about it for sure. It definitely delivered. And those are the things that stuck out to me. So, you know, the next day we get seven hours of WWE straight up or six. Uh, Five o'clock the pre-show started. And I was pleasantly surprised with the pre-show because we got three matches. And they were three good matches. Uh, Nobody wrestled like they were on the pre-show. They felt like they were in a Royal Rumble card. um, And I thought it was good. And honestly, another thing that I thought was really good was at the beginning... When there weren't that many people in the stands for the first match, they blacked out the stands and put all the spotlights on the ring. So you couldn't tell that nobody was really there. And I thought point. that was a great That's idea a good point, because right? it didn't take away from the match. I wasn't like making fun of how nobody was there and stuff like that. And I thought that was really cool. So you know, I, I noticed that too. And I noticed um, the performers, like you were saying, even though like you could kind of tell like they were filling the stands um, during the Lucha match, if you will, the 205 live match. Specifically, a point that I liked is when um, Kalisto still did his loop because it was part of the story where Gulak doesn't like chanting. Yep. And he still, 100 people, 500 people, maybe 1,000 people, he still just performed his match, and I thought that was cool. Yep. I really liked the way they factioned up the, the Mexican luchadors. I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. I thought they looked really dominant, and I was like, man, if this faction came up to the regular show like they'd be competition for the new day and and uh the good brothers and finn balor stuff like yeah. that you know what everyone I mean? yeah uh so I, I thought it was really cool and you know they delivered they had a good match they felt like a good team and they uh wrestled tj perkins drew gallic like you said gulak and uh jack gallagher 
and uh, everybody got their ass in. You know, they're running around. And uh, I thought I thought it was a great great match and a great way to start the show. And I remember specifically sitting there thinking to myself like, "All right, two hundred five live leading yep. off the show," and it was good, dude. Like that's what I wanted to see more. You know, I definitely felt more cruiserweight tournament ish where they let these guys go off. They're like, definitely go out there and show them what you're gonna, what's going to happen on two hundred five live. And, and I even like that they um, they were even waving their two hundred five flag, if you will. Yep. Everyone had a two hundred five live shirt on, even the heels. And it was a big deal because we don't know what's going on at this point with 205 Live. Yeah, new GM They're is announcing, coming yeah, out. Mystery GM is going to appear after SmackDown, so that's cool. We don't know who the champion is, and um, everything everything seems to be going well for them storyline-wise. And, you know, for from where it was two weeks ago to where it is now, um, I'm weirdly, like, a little bit excited about yeah. who, who's the GM, who's the new champ going to be, what's the new face of this division going to look like, you know? And uh, so I, I fully enjoyed that match, and I, and I was really happy. Uh, second match, a little ways down the road, and I'm actually, when this match comes on, I'm like, oh, my God, they're doing the second one so early. There's going to be like an, an hour of just video packages yeah. and talking after this. Uh, and that was the Revival versus uh, the Good Brothers, and I was stoked for this match. I'm like, man, this is a main event card anywhere in the world, you know, as, sure. as, as some might say. And that... It delivered as well. Um, I wasn't surprised to see the Revival get the win just because of the way they got beat down earlier at, at Raw 25. Um, they had to get their comeuppance, you know what I mean? Right. They, they had to look strong again. Right, they're, they're coming back. It's not something that I really wanted. To, I don't want to see the Good Brothers lose, but I get that the Revival can't lose twice like that, um, especially the way they're getting pushed and the way they're a real top-notch heel mm-hmm. tag team. Clearly, we've seen over the last year that the Good Brothers can take a loss, and and it's not going to affect them too much because they're that good at and what they get asked and to do. Everything, right? Yep. So that was good, and and you know the revival took the win, and uh, later on in the pre-show we got the third match. Yeah, and full disclosure for for our listeners, Ian and I did not watch this event together like we normally do. I had to take care of work. I had to do some things. So we didn't watch this like we normally do, but I think it's awesome that, you know, Ian just said, wow, they kind of did the second match. We still got a lot of time left. I actually have that in my notes, too. I noticed when the Revival match started, there was still an hour and a half to go until the actual event started. Mm -hmm. And just my two cents on that match, I thought it was just a little bit weak that they won with a chop block. I think the whole – it was short, and I just Mm -hmm. think it was really – the revival getting back what they lost on raw for getting beat quick and and getting beat cheap and all that stuff and they were just getting it right back and in my head i'm like i'm still a good brothers fan so it didn't hurt them you know i'm like instantly trying to defend what just happened yeah but um too sweet in myself over here yeah yeah, yeah. they'll come back they'll come back i actually thought you know um finn might do something you know to kind of Keep the keep um, the good brothers like going super strong, like they're going to be the next tag team contenders type yeah. deal. But we didn't get that. I like the way things went. You know, we'll see what happens. Wouldn't it be sick if like a Finn Balor would come out during the pre-show, even if it was just something little? He does a run in and like amps him up, like you were saying, picks him up, gives him a too sweet, tells him to get back in there and kicks him butt. For the live crowd, that would just be sick because you don't think of the top tier guys on the pre-show no absolutely not and so i think if you cool. want people to watch the pre-show something like that would really help and uh you know the at this point we knew that we were going to get the united states open challenge match you know from watching the pre-show this far in yeah um so i was stoked about that and you don't know who's going to come out yet you know it wasn't announced beforehand bobby Roode comes out does his great glorious entrance i still think he should be a heel i don't get the character as a baby face <laughs> 
lucky for him, the guy who accepted the challenge was Mojo Raleigh, and I hate him way more. <laughs> <laughs> way more than that. So um, Mojo came out. He's doing his I'm running to the ring like Ultimate Warrior, hitting the ropes, blah, blah, Get blah. Blown up. Yeah. Yeah, looking really bad right off the bat. <laughs> and and I don't know. Bobby Roode made everything look as good as he could. I think um, Mojo Raleigh's getting better. But uh, I don't think he's at this level yet where he should be anywhere near a championship. I get he's big, and I, I get that they like his energy. Yeah. You're making him, how did I say it? You're making him look weak with the booking um, because he's losing, but you're still trying to get him to get the crowd going and get everybody all amped up and yep. blah, 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 and be that energy bad guy. But I don't know. It's just not enough because you can't deliver the whole way through the match, in my opinion. And make him look good. You know, you got to do the Ultimate Warrior thing with this guy for sure. Like, three moves, yep. that's it. You know, the ones he's doing aren't working, so let's pick something different. You yep. know what I mean? No big deal. Um, but I think that they got to change something up with him. And uh, so I was happy to see Bobby Roode win. I don't think he should be anywhere near that title. There was more people who could have, like, gave us a believable match. He, the, his ex, uh, you know, brother from Long Island is just one name that uh, somebody yeah. who I think could have gave us a much better a match. A former U.S. champ. But do you think... You know, they're throwing him in there with Bobby Roode to kind of see what he can do with the veteran. Because, you know, Bobby Roode's yeah. been around. That's a, yeah. But, it doesn't but that's what they should do the at house shows. Yeah, right. It right. doesn't need to be right. on the Royal Rumble. Right. You know what I yep. mean? Um, maybe they had a couple good house shows and they were like, all right. But when the lights were on, I don't know. I just didn't <laughs> I didn't see it. And like you said, I, I thought he looked blown up a little bit too. They got too much time. You know, he could have switched around the tag team match and uh, the United States Championship match. And it wouldn't have made Mojo look as bad. And... These two super experienced tag teams that should be in the ring with each other yeah. for a half hour would have put on a show. We'll get there with them. I'm think, sure that I I'm sure so. you will. Anything else about the pre the pre show? I thought I thought it was good. Man, I yep. came out of the pre show like cool. I didn't feel like I wasted my two hours like I most of the time do with those kind of things. And that was because the cruiserweight match delivered. The tag team match was something I wanted to see. And the mystery of the United States Open Challenge, who's going to come out and challenge that title. And I thought those were cool things for me. If that was a Raw, I would have been pretty happy. I was going to say that. As far as the pre-show goes, it was pretty good. Yep. All right, yeah. So, I mean, we jump into the main card. We know we got four hours of wrestling going on. Uh, we know that we have 90-minute rumble matches or 90-second intervals in between the rumble. So uh, we have a lot of time that needs to be filled up. I We talked about it in the last show, and I fully expected to see the first-ever Women's Royal Rumble match right here and was fully surprised when, you know, uh, that wasn't the music that hit first. And basically what we got was uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn coming out uh, with AJ Styles and getting that match done first. Mm -hmm. um, super surprised. So it kind of threw me off right off the bat. Like I'm like, whoa, this is a weird spot to have this match. What are they going to do with the Rumble matches now? Right. You know, I'm instantly not thinking about this match and thinking how they're setting everything up and stuff like that. I thought the match was cool. It had a weird you know, gimmick where Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn could have potentially become co-champions. Yep. I didn't really expect that to happen. As I noted in the pre-show, I thought AJ and Nakamura was the, the WrestleMania match for sure and that they weren't going to break it up. Called it. Anytime soon, you know what I mean? And, and that's exactly what happened. I thought it was a good match. Everybody put their work in. I'm not into whiny Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn no. after the match. They're too Still. good of wrestlers to have to do that kind of stuff. Like They don't have to be whiny and stuff like that. They can do all this stuff in the ring and uh, still lose. And, I, you know, I, they, I don't know. What do you think about that? 
I, I agree with you. Like, even even after the match when they're going right back to Shane O'Mac and like, oh, the ref this, the ref that. I'm like, yeah. dude, come on. Yeah. And, and they're, they're asking for replays. Right. You know, which is something like we it. saw on SmackDown and, and it, talked about. One thing I thought was weird about the match personally was like, I know they had to do something because it was two-on-one. Yeah. But like, AJ would hit we'll say Kevin Owens with one move and he would roll out of the ring and be done for like 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, dude, last year, you know, Kevin Owens is fighting Jericho and Cena and like, you couldn't keep the guy down for three seconds. Yeah. And now like he's getting hit with one move and oh, rolling to the outside. So, you know, Sammy can come in. I, that's what I did not like about this match. Yeah. That's something I noted. But like you said, there were a lot of cool, spots in this match yeah sweet moves um i thought they with what they were told to do and how it was all put together i thought they 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 performed mm-hmm. i just don't like where everything's going character wise for kevin owens and Sami Zayn. how yep. do you how do you come into uh you know raw or and convince people that you're still credible when you just lost to one guy both of you right you know and i get it they're gonna be like oh well the ref screwed. that wasn't me no the ref screwed us i wasn't i wasn't the legal man blah 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 this and that I don't know, man. I, I just like all three of these guys. I think that they should be showcased maybe individually or in a tag team title match or in the Rumble. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a weird way to put everybody together, and I felt like no matter what, whoever loses, that person just got wasted, you know, where they could have done something somewhere else. Yeah, like brainstorming, uh, fantasy booking, if you will. This would be interesting. I would like it. You know, AJ, get yourself a mystery opponent, but if Kevin's – uh, Kevin, Kevin or Sammy pin Team AJ, whoever that may be. They they get the world title. Yeah. It'd be weird, but it would make a little more sense than what we just saw. Yeah, that would be that. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to see all three of the guys on the card, but yep. uh, I think it just could have been put together a little better. But hopefully, you know, this is what they had to do to lead things properly to WrestleMania. Maybe we have a blow up between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's what I'm thinking. They're going to start blaming each other. Yep, and we get a sweet WrestleMania match out of it. And on the other side, we get AJ and Nakamura, which will be the showcase match for sure. You know, as far as, you know, the showdown that we got at SummerSlam, that's what people want to see for sure. Um, We talked about it. Let's do it now before it gets too old. So I'm still all for that. SmackDown Tag Team Championships was the next match up, and I'm like, oh, man, what are they doing with the Rumbles? Are they going to do them back-to-back at the end? Where's the title yep. match going to be? Um, they just threw the WWE Championship match on first, so what are they going to do with the Universal title? Is that going to be last? Totally screwed about right now. I'm like, man, what's going on? But um, the Usos come out looking cool, sweet as usual. Uh, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, they put on a good – a good match. Yep. Um, it was a wrestling showcase. You know, they did a lot of sweet wrestling moves as far as uh, German suplexes and right, stuff like that. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, was I surprised that the Usos won the first two falls? Absolutely not. Um, we thought the Usos would win. And uh, if I remember correctly, we kind of predicted that it might not even take the three falls. Uh, yeah, um, I think you did say that. And yeah. Because that's what I was surprised with. Usually in the two out of three falls match, you get each team and then you get the rubber match okay this is the final sudden death but we didn't get that and i thought that was pretty cool there was a super early finish it was like right off the bat i'm pretty sure um no actually the first fall took a little longer okay the the, oh the second one was the second one that's what it was yeah Yeah. all right so yeah because you got like a full nice match out of the first fall and then it happened really fast the second one was like basically right when they restarted the match right yeah or whatever like not too long right yeah so that, that stuck out to me. It was different. One thing that I thought was cool was 
on like Twitter, social media, or whatever beforehand, Chad Gable put out this thing saying that uh, this thing wouldn't go to three falls, and sure enough, it didn't. <laughs> but the other well, way, so yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Is like, cool. you know, a little swervesky, you know, like mm-hmm. he was right, you know what I mean? So it doesn't make him look <laughs> He's like. He's not a liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It doesn't make him look weak by any means. And um, it was a cool match. I'm a Gable and Benjamin fan right now. I think Gable's going to do big things. We've talked about that. Yep. And the Usos clearly, you know, top of the food chain as far as tag team division goes in my eyes. Yeah. And I did like uh, during the pre-show, you had uh, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable kind of talking to each other. Uh, in the backstage segment, do, do you remember that part? I totally missed that part. Actually, no, I didn't see it. I must have like that must have been a soda break or whatever. Oh yeah, maybe. Know? But so you, you got Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins kind of like warming up, whatever, chatting. But then, in come Gable and Benjamin. Okay, I did see that. Yeah. So I then you know Jason Jordan. Yeah. They, it looks like they're gonna fight, and then Gable and Jason Jordan hug it out. But then stuff started getting real. Uh, Gable was like, "Hey." How you doing with your singles career? <laughs> As we can see, I mean, I know you're tag team champ, but singles ain't going good for you, huh, Daddy's boy? <laughs> yeah, dude, I like the way I thought that was cool. Forth. I think I think Gable's got a good uh, head on his shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as far as a promo and everything like that goes. So I, I think he uh, lightens up that interaction where most of us don't want to hear Jason Jordan talk too much at all. Right. Um, it's cool, man. I, I like it. Hopefully, we see something good for them in the you know wrestlemania season yeah. do you see the usos facing you know gable and benjamin at wrestlemania or do you think they wrap this up i think they're going to wrap it up i really don't know what to think i think they are going to wrap this portion of it up yeah but i don't know where we see the tag team division going into wrestlemania because through the past there's always whether it's raw or smackdown one brand gets like a four team match at wrestlemania you don't True. really see a one-on-one so yeah it's exciting to see who's gonna get that but obviously the usos are walking in the wrestlemania wrestlemania penitentiary style yeah as walking in as the champs i totally yeah. agree with that i think um you might be right about this being a multiple tag team thing mm-hmm. uh in wrestlemania but if i could pick one tag team uh i think that them against the revival would be good i think the usos are like tweener hot right now you know they're supposed to be heels but everybody likes them because they put on good matches and i think the revival are the ultimate heel tag team in so WWE gonna, right now probably brands. oh yeah they can't even face each other now no, well, they could you never know what could happen yeah they do the weird crossover thing sometimes yep. maybe maybe the revival's champs going in they do that type thing i don't Who know knows? but right. i think that's like one of the good matches that they got going on right now or somewhere down the line probably something like that will happen well yeah we'll fast forward a little bit to SmackDown, you know, Usos cut an awesome promo. Yeah. And then the Bludgeon Brothers came out. So who knows? That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Who really knows where we're going? Yeah. I don't know, man. I think the Revival could run it in as heel champions. It, obviously on the SmackDown side, most likely. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the Raw side, not not against the Usos. But I think that that would be cool. Those They're the ultimate heel guys. Um, yeah. And I think that them chasing, you know, for two months into WrestleMania is a, a great deal for any babyface champions. For sure. Um, and that's what we got in the – I don't want to yeah. jump around too far. Yeah, let's go to the men's, good, man. men's Royal Rumble, dude. Um, yeah. That's what came next. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on right now? I thought the same thing, I'm to like, be honest. How like, is this not the main huh? event? We talked about this um, on the pre-show that this has to be the main event. It's the reason everybody's watching. It's the reason we've been watching for – 
20 years or you know whatever yeah. you watch yeah. the royal rumble to watch the royal rumble yeah dude it was super early and uh unfortunately i thought right off the bat the crowd was kind of dead um and that didn't help them any they were like they, they were doing the countdown and stuff i think they confused, were confused too. Dead, yeah, like, yeah. that's what i thought like, why is this match going on now what the heck's going on and i think at that moment we realized that the women's royal rumble is going to be the main event and uh i was i'm like okay you know like let's see how it yeah. goes let's see what happens um I mean, a lot happened in the Royal Rumble. We could start off with Finn Balor and Rusev starting it off. I think if any two guys are going to yep. get full entrances, that right now those are two of the hottest entrances going. For sure. It was Rusev Day, you know? I, I liked it. Uh, both of the guys lasted long. Um, I mean, let's just say Nakamura won. We all predicted that. And work our way back from there. You know, Dolph Ziggler was number 30. I thought that was, was super sweet. surprising. My wife called that before the match even really? started. Yeah, she's like, Dolph Ziggler returns. She picked him as you know somebody to win. A surprise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was like, I think Dolph Ziggler is going to come back, and that's going to be like my dark horse pick that nice. he comes back and wins. And I, you know, he came back at thirty, and I was surprised about that. Mm-hmm. You like that? I do. Um, Rey Mysterio. I thought that was one of the biggest pops of the night. For sure. One thing looking, I dug. Looking crisp. Yeah, and one thing I dug is that they didn't fill out the Rumble with like Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler type characters and stuff like that, right. which I thought was super cool. Like most of the guys in the match like could be on Raw the next day and do a do a match. Yeah, have a match or do a program with somebody going into WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Most people were believable that came into it for me. In that case, you know. Jake the Snake wasn't in it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so I thought that that was really cool. I thought that was handled super well. We always complain about that side of type right. of stuff after it happens. So they listened. You know, whoever yep. set up that match and decided who was going to be in it, they listened. Right. Drew Carey wasn't in it again. You know, like, clearly, <laughs> no business. I appreciate that. Being in that. that rumble, you know? I appreciated that. Um, Finn Balor lasted a super long time. He was yeah. there at, towards the end. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a big deal going on in the match. Roman Reigns ran rough shot through people towards the end of the match. That was kind of expected. Yep. And it was actually him and Shinsuke were the last two. And uh, so it was kind of, you know, you really don't know. They could go anywhere with these two. Right. Like, are they going to blow the place up and have Roman run again? or In the same place that he won and they booed him out of the building and they yep. sent the rock out to try to get the crowd back up and it just wasn't happening. Yeah, I thought about it. It's he, believable. Totally. He they is the be- powerhouse. They would people would be talking about it the next day, and yep. that's what they want. So I, you know, I was happy the way things went because of where it can lead. Um, but I was, you know, not surprised to see right. Roman there right at the end as yeah. well. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I thought it was game, entertaining. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, when I think about this Rumble, entertaining. I like what they were doing with um, Heath Slater. Yeah. Where he couldn't get in, and then everyone was taking a shot at him or kicking him while yeah. he was down. on their way into the ring. I thought that was cool. I liked how conveniently everyone was out of the ring when Elias came in, so he got to sing a song with his guitar walking down to the ring. I just yeah. was smiling for him. Like, this is cool. All right. They, they did some cool spots. I thought there was a lot of laying around. Um, per usual with that many guys in the mm-hmm. ring. But, like, people rolling out of the ring. Like, that's a, that's a recent thing over the yeah, last five it, it years. Most definitely is. People didn't roll out of the ring and take breaks for half of the match. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that I thought that kind of took away a little bit for me mm-hmm. because I'm like, now I'm losing track of which guys rolled out underneath and which guys didn't and stuff yep. like that. You know, Baron Corbin had one of those incidents where he got taken out and then... And it's like off camera too and you don't see him in the ring so like, did he get eliminated? Yep. Oh, nope, he's in here all of a sudden. He throws a huge fit and, you know, beats everybody up and mm-hmm. gets his heel heat and stuff like that. But I, I just think that they could do that but tone it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but overall, I thought the match, you know, it was a little bit slow, but uh, that's because I guess we were kind of waiting for, like, that big, big surprise entrant, and Rey Mysterio, I guess, would have been that. But it wasn't every other person. It was just, right. like, regular people coming out, which I liked, you know, but I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that. So it threw me off at the time. For sure. Um, and I heard you mention it before. A hurricane was coming through. Yeah. That was cool. It was entertaining. I liked how he bulked up like he would have back in 2002 yeah. and went right for the big dog for the choke slam. <laughs> Obviously didn't work out too well for him, but No, I think that he's uh um, He was the nostalgia point, but again, yeah. believable. He beat the Rock one on one. Yeah. Just and saying I, it. I was just going to say that I think the real reason he's back is to help out the 205 live division whether, you know, it's in a, as a wrestler or as an agent or yeah. somebody backstage helping the kids out. I think that that's why he's back, and they were like, "Well, man, while you're here, you know, do you want to you want to run into the ring? You got your gear in your trunk still?" Yeah. And he was like, "You know it, brother." Yeah. You know, and uh, I think that that was super cool. Mm-hmm. What else stuck out to you as far as people coming in? I kind of hit the big ones for me. Those are the ones that really. Yeah, same. Stuck because out it, because it was just like you said, which is a good thing. Your everyday roster, so it wasn't yep. like what the boogeyman. You know, yeah. it wasn't this. They did that a week ago on Raw. Like they got the nostalgia out there. It was cool. I agree. They did all that the week before, and they really gave us like a wrestling, a wrestler's wrestling match. You know what I yep. mean? Like a fan who just really wants to see the guys work hard all year. And I like that they still kept some of the storylines going. Uh, one I'm thinking of off the top of my head right now is New Day and Jinder Mahal. You know, Kofi did his thing. He wasn't eliminated because he was standing on some pancakes. Yeah. You know, but then how they launched him right up and over Jinder, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was good. But then Xavier got the boot, got got eliminated by Jinder. You know, they had their little feud going. Yep. I, I like things like that. Like I agree. I thought I, it was cool. I think when I saw it at the time, the Elias and John Cena interaction in yep. the ring was a setup for something. You know, um, and we're going to learn that mm-hmm. those guys are going to be in the elimination chamber. So that right. does set and up something in the future. And it just keeps it going, keeps yep. the story going, which is awesome. They don't have to have a full heel, you know, full-out program because mm-hmm. obviously John Cena is going to do – I mean, I think it would be real. I want to see him fight the Undertaker, obviously, at WrestleMania. Right. But if he's not going to, I want to see him put over a young guy. And Elias is the perfect guy yep. for that. So I think maybe they're setting that up just in case it's not a John Cena or Undertaker WrestleMania. They have something already in the works ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely enjoyed it, man. I wasn't surprised uh, who won or even about the last two guys. Well, uh, what do you think of the final four? I thought this part was interesting. I thought I, I thought it was good, man. I, I definitely was jumping towards the last two right off the bat. I'm like, when the final four came down, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is going to be Shinsuke and Roman Reigns' show. I knew it. Like, what did you think? I was still clutching on to my pick. I said John Cena, and I'm like, he's there. Yeah. He's in there. I thought there was no way. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I... I was in the same boat, clutching onto my pick. There's my guy yep. right there. And I actually, like, you know, was sitting down before, who do you think's going to win to my wife, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, pick two guys, and I did, and mine were Shinsuke and Roman Reigns. So when they were the last oh. two standing there, I was like, oh. Someone does his homework. Who's the man? <laughs> like, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, you the guy that goes over. I'm a winner in this boat. And I'm like, but if it's Shinsuke, everybody knows it because yep. it's, it's on a podcast. But um, I, I definitely dug the match, and uh, right after it was over, I immediately started again thinking, like, where's the women's match? Is it the main event? Mm-hmm. Like, the hours are moving along at this point. Yep. We're, we're just about two hours in, and you know that, you know, you're halfway there, and we're going to really see the meat and potatoes for me. Um, after that match was over, I was super excited for the Universal Championship yep. match. Like, that was what I was really excited for now because I really had a good feeling that, um, you know, these guys were going to 
throw down. put on a big man's match, you know, a good yep. one too, you know. So I was super excited about that. They brought everybody down a little bit with the tag team championships next, the Raw tag team I thought it was weird. This is where I started thinking, all right, this layout is a little weird for me. I knew that, that they had to have, uh, you know, a come down match. After the after that and before whatever match is going to be after either, right. the, either the Universal Championship or the Women's Rumble, so they have to do, you know, that come down match. And mm-hmm. for me, that it it seemed like a good spot for it. Sheamus and um, Cesaro going after Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan having their back and forth. It was kind of known that Jason Jordan's a little hurt, and yep. uh, I know we've been talking about for a while that we heard Sheamus was hurt. So when I'm watching this match. I'm immediately thinking uh, Jason Jordan's not hurt because he's here wrestling. Right. So that's good. And I'm starting to think, okay, is Sheamus really hurt? Because we've been talking about this for months. And all of a sudden, you know, he's still in matches. He's still in matches. Right. He's still in title matches. Well, he, well, I was thinking, too, I think he's still hurt because in the Rumble, he got eliminated in three seconds. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? But then I'm like, wait a minute. They're protecting him because so, if he's injured. But then, boom, next match, title match. Yeah. On his birthday. I thought, I thought that that was just because he had the match later on, and maybe he's not a young gun anymore where he's right. going to put on two matches type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Cesaro is on that team for, you know? Right. But um, I was super surprised when they won because I'm like, all right, maybe Sheamus ain't hurt. You know, maybe he's going to yeah. muscle it out through WrestleMania season. And then see where. Put somebody over and then take a break. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I thought that it was a good match. Uh, I told a good story. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan obviously have their miscues going on the last few weeks mm-hmm. during matches. Um, so it didn't surprise me. He's all that, shook up. Jason Jordan's all shook up. Yeah, that they had miscues again. That right. part didn't surprise and, me. And Seth Rollins had to do bulk of the match. He, great job selling. Yep. You know, Seth Rollins is a pro's pro. Man. Mm-hmm. I like him. I don't think he needs to be in a tag team. And I'm kind of glad, like you said, that this is going to be a split up. Yep. But I fear that you may be correct that we're going to get Seth Rollins, Jason Jordan at WrestleMania, and it's like, oh, what a waste of Rollins, man. That. You know, yeah. put him with Cesaro one-on-one. You know, mm-hmm. obviously that's not going to happen now. But, like, somebody like that, you know what True. I mean? Like, ugh. But put him against Jeff Hardy, a returning Jeff Hardy or something. Like, a pretty cool marquee match. That'd be know? sweet. Well, well in, if you put him against Seth, um, Jason Jordan, and what do you – who wins? Obviously, Rollins has to win. And it doesn't make Jason Jordan look strong or look better or anything like it's that. It's just giving Rollins his spotlight and payday, I yeah. guess, right? Who yeah, knows? That makes sense. I don't know. Did you like the match? I thought it was good. I thought, yeah. like you said, I thought Seth Rollins worked. I thought that mm-hmm. stuck out to me, and the finish was really cool. Um, basically, uh, like, uh, what does he call his move? Uh, the Irish uh, something. Ah, it's like a dreamer driver. <laughs> they the white of, noise. White noise. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he did that in, uh, into, like, an elbow drop type thing mm-hmm. uh, with um, Cesaro coming off the top row. White noise. Yeah, I'm like, it's, dreamer, it's like a dreamer driver. <laughs> like, I believe yeah. that's what no, it is. No, it is. It is yeah. when you say the it. The Celtic cross, yeah. whatever you want to call it's it. It's absolutely what it's called. Move it is. Yeah. But I, I, it's so dumb that the first thing I came to <laughs> is the dreamer driver. And I haven't seen him do that move in so long. Oh, there you yeah. go, man. But yeah, so um, I thought that that was cool. It was a sweet finish. And like I said, the main thing that sticks out to me is uh, Seth Rollins worked his butt off. And he, mm-hmm. he earned his uh, payday that night. Universal was, wasn't into his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's got some weird gear. But so does Roman. Everybody in that shit yeah. thing's got weird gear. I just, I just thought it was weird that match happened because I'm like, you know, everyone worked their butt off in the Rumble match too. Yeah. Well, Cesaro and Rollins. Yeah. 
Those two, but, particularly. Like you said, that that just proved your point that you were just telling me five minutes ago. The young guns can do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool, And that's man. what we want to see. Uh, Universal Championship was Matt, was up next, so mm-hmm. we are confirmed, you know, that the... The, the women headlining major pay-per-view, one of the big four, that's pretty awesome. That's a big deal. And I was super surprised that, you know, it happened, but... This was a big deal, too. Like, they're making a big deal about the Rumble match. So, mm-hmm. happy to see it. You know, um, Brock comes in as the champ. Braun Strowman and Kane, three-way. It's physical, man. Um, main thing that sticks out to me is that Brock wins the match. Um, I definitely thought Braun was he was going to pin Kane for this one, and it would set really? up something for WrestleMania. I think it's still going to do that, but... You were right on this one. Brock's the one who's going to go in with the title. Yep. And I think Braun gets that chase babyface win at WrestleMania for sure. Um, Braun Strowman uh, getting punched in the face legit by Brock Lesnar was awesome. That's like, (laughs) for me, the sweetest part of the match. He gave him a super stiff knee right to the face, and Brock no-sold it, got up and punched him in the side of the head. Yep, told him to slow down yeah put it that way it was awesome i don't think it was full force but it was a pretty nasty no punch. no it wasn't like he would do in the ufc yeah i was gonna to say somebody right out. it was a hey relaxed kind of punch yeah but it's from brock lesnar like mm-hmm. a those, former ufc yeah, champion um, those pun- <laughs> those punches still uh they still it was legit it you was can see right it in his face too oh yeah in, they, in they slowed face. it down and Braun's whole face shook when he got hit it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a love tap and uh so i really enjoyed that they replayed it a ton uh i thought that was a little weird i'm like you're replaying people taking liberties in the ring. Like, is that something that we're going to get all yeah, the time re- right receipt now? right here. Yeah, yeah, they called it a receipt. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool, man. But I don't know if you should be pointing that. That should be for, like, the fans to figure that stuff out. Right. You know, not for you guys. You Totally replay it. It would look sweet. But, like, as many times as they did, it just kind of, I don't know. I, I thought it kind of showcased that, like, hey, you can do that in the ring. And not only will uh, – we're not saying anything about it. We'll replay it 10 times and, right. make, and make you look great, you know? So I'm interested to see if in the future we get more stiff shots like that for people to try to get over, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's that stuff gets over with me. I enjoyed it. That was the first thing I texted about the next day. I'm like, do you, yep. you see Braun get punched in the face legit? <laughs> and uh, what do you think about it? Everything else is super physical. All yeah. the stuff you expect to see. I was surprised to see him throw a headbutt like 30 seconds after it. But, yeah. And, and the more I watch, I watched the match twice over after that. And I was just like wa- trying to watch Braun. Like, is he wobbly? No. You, you could see his head was all beat red, though. Like, oh, yeah. I'm oh, sure yeah. it hurt. He but was I, tagged. I felt like a few minutes later in the match, I saw Braun like say sorry. Like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, we're good. We're good. No problems here. Right. Like, there's veterans in, in the business that will do something like that. And yeah. Maybe not a lot of them are active wrestlers right now, but yeah. Brock is one of them, and he sure enough got his point yeah, across. Yeah, you, know, you don't accidentally knee Brock in the face and expect nothing to happen. You know, it right. is what it is. And I think that uh, Braun handled himself good. He, he understood. stayed with the match, and he was like, yep, I deserve that one. He I, felt Brock's knee hit off face hit off his knee. He knew right. he did. And, and I'm sure he, Kane uh, could be on that list of a receipt giver, too. Yeah, you know? Kane was probably cracking up in the corner. <laughs> like, oh, man, this is great. I'm going to stay out of their way. Um, Tighten my glove up real yeah. quick. <laughs> so, so quite a few power uh, running power slams, uh, yep. stuff like that. They demolished the tables, tore each other up. Yeah, I thought it was uh, flipped some tables over. Yeah, I got the chairs. Yeah, chair. there's your there's your violence match for the Philly crowd again. Uh, this one again, same thing with uh, the pre-show. They, they are uh, NXT. They saved it for the end. Mm-hmm. They let everybody build up. Nobody used weapons before this. So when they when the stuff started coming getting thrown into the ring, I mean I was excited. The crowd was excited. Yep. 
and uh, it was probably some of the most excitement that you got from that Philly crowd this far in the pay-per-view. Yep. You know, they were quiet, in my opinion, uh, up until, you know, for most of the night. And there were moments, obviously, where they popped, but start to finish on this match, because they so quickly got to business and, mm-hmm. and with the furniture and everything, uh, this match got over huge for me, and, yep. and it got over huge with the crowd. I like to see that physical stuff, man. Like that's that's why I watch wrestling, and that's why if you got three big boys in the ring, that's how they should wrestle. Yep, and uh, that's I what they it, man. You like it? Yes, I of do. Of course. Um, Women's Royal Rumble. We get a huge package. You know, of course. Right. This is the main event. Kind of a big deal, and I'm excited about it. I'm like, let's see what these girls can do. Mm-hmm. You get Stephanie on on the mic. Yeah. You, know? you got Both Maria. Champions Maria Menounos doing some announcing. Yeah. Yeah, she's got booed by the Philly crowd. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure she won't be doing too, too much announcing anytime soon, just uh, the way she got shit on by that <laughs> that crowd. But it is what it is. Like yep. They were just trying to make everything special and stuff like that. And I felt like they did that. They mm-hmm. had both uh, the women's champions on the outside of the ring with Stephanie yep. sitting, watching firsthand. I'm sure they were bummed they couldn't be in the match. Right, so I think that was their little, well, you're, when you go back and watch it, say you want to watch it with your kids, you're, out here you're there. The champ, you're yeah. there as the champ representing. Yeah. Yep. And I, I thought that that was really cool. Um, Sasha Banks, that's a smart move at number one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I I appreciated that entrance wise, everything. Like she puts in, her, she put in a lot of work, right? Putting up a lot of good matches with a few different people, you know. And I, I think that that was well deserved. Yep. She lasted long in the match. Um, straight up at the end, Oscar won. You called that. Uh, I yep. think. Pretty much everybody had a good idea that that was one of the contenders. But uh, for sure, I mean, you laid it out there that Asuka's going to win, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, I'll let you jump in here because I don't want to totally butcher, butcher this match uh, on my own right off the bat. What'd you like? All right. So what I did like was the atmosphere that, yes, this is monumental because there'll never be another first. Another first Women's Royal Rumble. And it was cool to see... The ladies come back who kind of paved the way for the women's revolution, if you will. This is where we got all the gimmick entrances. All the old people came back. But they were good. Yeah. Everybody looked good. Nobody didn't appear like they shouldn't be in the ring. Yeah. Bunch that's of them. True. Kelly Kelly. Trish Stratus was number 30. Yeah, that that was crazy. Like, I, I, I pictured Lita entering. Yep. I could see it happening. Molly but, Holly, I called. Yep. Yeah, that was Molly good. Holly doing her Molly go round was sick. You know, yep. everyone who came in, they, they did something to, to give to the match. And something I wrote down, too, I didn't, like, do the math or anything. But I think the veteran women got more eliminations than the current roster women. They were definitely giving them their spot. There's no way. Like, this is exactly what I said. This is where you got all the gimmicks. This is where everybody yep. got to, you know, do their finishers yep. and stuff like Michelle that. Michelle McCool. That was awesome to see her. Kelly Kelly. Tori uh, Wilson. Yep. Jacqueline, we called that yep. one. And you called the Bella sisters, yes, both of them. for sure. You knew they When it started getting... One after another, too? Yep. That was pretty cool. They were out there in the last four. They, they, they're the ones who look super strong, I think, at the end. Yep. Um, my pick, Nia Jax, got thrown out by a bunch of people. Everybody ganged up with her yep. honor at the end and uh, threw her out. So we ended up with the Bellas, Asuka, and who was the fourth? It might have been still one of the either Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks still there at the end. I totally forget, but it, I think it was Sasha. The Bellas were I'm the ones sure. getting over it. They were throwing everybody out. Yep. They were looking really good. And I started thinking for a second, no way, like one of these Bellas is going to come in and win the World Rumble after neither one of them had been on TV yeah. for like a year. 
steal this moment from somebody who's been there putting in the work right. and i'm like oh man that's that doesn't surprise me wwe and, and one entrant that i didn't even say was beth phoenix yes she came in i thought she was good she's strong she's believable Nikki james was sweet to see lock up you know they had a big past yep and yeah so all, all around, I want to touch base on something you said in the men's match because I wrote this note down for the women's match. Sure. A lot of rolling under the ropes. Yeah. And at, at, at one point, I was like, are they having a slumber party? Because it was like six women just laying, like Natty, everyone just laying down. But then, you know, putting the pieces together, it was for Naomi's little maneuver she did where yeah, they all the, caught the, her. The run in Hurricane Rana. But, yeah, and then they set up on the outside jump. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know – um that we talked about it during the men's match, but I thought it was worse in the women's match. Because, sure. And it was mostly probably because they had already done it in the men's match, so I was looking for it more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's even worse. You know what I mean? So, uh, But I was giving them the benefit. Like, honestly, I, I most like, of these women don't ever take over-the-top rope bumps. No. Most of them. Oh, most of them. All of them have never been in a Royal Rumble. Yep. Uh, well, no, no, I take that back. Beth Phoenix yeah. was in a Royal Rumble. Yeah, so. and she did good too. Yeah, she eliminated Greg Kali. Yeah, I um, <laughs> with the kiss of doom. That's right. <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed it. I thought that, um, like you said, the over the top rope bumps were not good looking, mm-hmm. and not really from anybody. Like there was oh, very yeah. few eliminations that I thought looked cool or looked good, right, or anything like that. I but they don't do enjoy. it every day. They're true. Not my fault. They they should have practiced. They, <laughs> they, right. they knew they were gonna do it. Um, and I and I get that it's, it's something uncomfortable. These girls are five feet tall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? But B, I don't know. I just I didn't think that there were any of them that looked really good. I mm-hmm. thought. Everybody looked wicked nervous, especially at the beginning. Um, I thought, like, the first four or five girls in, they were all not on the same page. Uh, It's probably tough to get your rhythm in a match like that where you have people coming in and out and you're trying to figure out how it goes and you've never right. done it before. If you've never done it. There's and no one to ask. You guys aren't doing over-the-top battle royals every other month, you know, to right. figure out a new number one contender and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I totally get it. I just thought that they could have practice more and done better yeah <laughs> as like nicely as i could say it well some more entrances i was excited to see was ember moon yeah because we actually talked about that i think i called that one and yeah. we're like oh we're not gonna put the champ in there they shouldn't have and they did it in both rumbles yep and they let them both lose mm-hmm. they both look strong before they lost i'm fine with that yeah and carrie sane yes i thought that was cool but then later on learning she was a substitution yeah. Again, um, during rehearsals for over the top rope bumps, Alicia Fox got got an injury. Yeah. And that that stinks. It's unfortunate. She threw a huge elbow. Love that. They added that spot. Oh in. yeah. Yeah. It looked great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's way up there. <laughs> I'm like, man. She oh, looks yeah. like she, she lays great. out for sure. Um, loved it. I thought that was a super cool spot. And the Riot Squad. Every I thought like everyone was doing good as what they were doing inside the ropes before it came to eliminations. Yeah, I think once the match got going and people kind of got the feel of what was going on, um, that everything looked good. I just thought that, like, communication-wise, when, like, all right, the next person's coming out, everybody part ways like the Red Sea so so this person can get in and, right. and do their move. Um, and their pose or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool, man. I enjoyed the match. I I was disappointed I overall, to be totally honest, and I'm not taking anything away from anybody. It's the first time. But it just didn't do it for me. There was... Too much nostalgia stuff. And like you said, those were the people who, in my opinion, look strong. 
um, at the mm-hmm. end of the match. I thought that the Bellas are the ones who came out looking strong and they're never around. That's not right. Yep. I thought Sasha going the whole way was great, but I mean, really right at the beginning, I thought everything didn't look good. My wife was laughing like, what are they doing? <laughs> That's not good. You know what I mean? She knows wrestling's fake. And Stephanie was laughing on the mic it's, it, for her to watch it and be like, "Ugh, like this is not good. Like she right. Re- the fact that she recognizes that that's not good. Wrestling is <laughs> as a casual fan is not good. Right. Um, so, I mean, I kind of at that point took it for what it was and it did get better. You know, everybody seemed to kind of figure it out. We got a lot of um, like rollouts and stuff like that. Like we talked about, yep. but I'm, First time, man, it can only get better from here. That's what I was going to say yeah. as well. And they, they're all going to learn. And then eventually there'll be someone to teach. Like I was thinking in a men's match, say it's your first time in a match, but you're next to Randy Orton. You can get tied up in the ropes and say, all right, like when am I supposed to get eliminated? Or, you know, I think all, they all that type of stuff. You know, you go to the veteran, um, you know, that's I think what we're going to get over the top bumps now. I think that's cool. Like in their matches. Yeah, you know like on Raw, right? Yep. Yep. I think that they're going to do that kind of stuff now because people aren't going to be they're as like, nervous. Oh, we anymore. did it on yeah. Rumble. We I was hit, fine. Hit me with it now. Yeah. I No big deal. Like, you know, so that'll help. You know, that big boot that uh, Charlotte does. I'll just do the backflip over the rope. You know, yep. we're going to do this now. And I think that'd be great. So I think mm-hmm. in the long run that everybody's going to look better coming out of it. And I, I, I'm happy that Asuka won. She didn't declare, you know, who she was going to win, right. uh, wrestle, like uh, Nakamura did. So I thought that yep. left some suspense. Do you have any uh, ideas where you think they're going? Basically what happened I, was Asuka won. Yeah. She came out into the middle of the ring. She uh, looked at the WrestleMania sign, did her poses, and then the two champions kind of came in on mm-hmm. each side of her. And she looked back and forth. Do I want that one? Do I want this one? And... That part looked exciting to me. And, um, you know, basically right after that, we get, you know, somebody's music hits. And uh, they go to the Titantron, and it's Ronda Rousey. That's right. She's got full, you know, um, hot rod gear on that says uh, Hot Rousey or whatever. She's got a shirt that yep. looks just Rowdy like Ronda. Yep. Yeah, Ro- Rowdy Ronda. I thought that was cool. She's, uh, one thing I thought was weird, she was wearing a huge jacket. And I was like, man, like, what, did she forget her ring yeah. there or something like that? And I thought that was weird. If you hear the backstory afterwards, it was basically um, Roddy Piper's jacket. And yep. that was given to her to wear out from his son as kind of an homage type thing. Yep. Super cool. All yep. of a sudden, it, It's sense. well known that she liked uh, Roddy Piper. And he, she actually asked him permission years ago to be Rowdy Ronda. In, in the, the UFC. And he was all about it. Yeah. So that's Because she was Rowdy Ronda cool. Rousey in the yep. UFC. That was her gimmick. That and was that her was her song to Joan yeah. Jett. You know? I think, uh, so that's awesome. I thought it was... Couple things besides the jacket, which totally makes sense now, but a little backstory would have helped her out, I think, if they yeah. did, if they did like a small, even if the announcers if Michael were Cole like, said it. yeah, but that, that's Hot Rod's jacket. Oh my right. god, like she's. Uh, I've seen know, that before. Yep, something like that. Eight, what? I wouldn't have made fun of it for five minutes if I had known <laughs> that. You know what I mean? And uh, so, geez, I figured it out. Come yeah, on, no. <laughs> I, I, I knew some. I thought it was honestly. I thought Triple H gave her his jacket. Like this is for. Well, it would have had a motorhead patch on go the out, back. Go out Triple there, H's. feel confident. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is this is me backing you up, and everybody's gonna know that. You know that. Yeah, it's like Big Daddy with the sunglasses. Here you go. Wear these when you're out there. You're invisible to them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So that was cool. I didn't like her promo in the ring or her pointing at the sign. I didn't think she looked comfortable. Ronda Rousey's a heel. Like Ronda Rousey, who everybody loves, is a bad guy that you want to see win. Mm -hmm. But she's a bad guy. She's a shit talker. 
Yep. And the, the way it all makes sense is because she seems so unstoppable. That's right. And she kind of looked fanish to me. Um, so I thought that was weird, but I, I couldn't put it all together. I'm like, is it the jacket that makes her look like this? Is it because she's smiling ear to ear? I think ear? it's a smile. And she's supposed to, to me, she's tough Ronda Rousey, yeah. who certainly doesn't smile. But have you, you, you've seen her walk into the octagon. She, I'm scared, on, and I'm like 23 states away. We've seen it tons of times, and that, that's, that's what, what you, you expected, need. and that's what we didn't get. So I thought that that's why it felt weird. I don't think she got near the pop that you know they thought was going to happen. Everybody mm-hmm. went nuts at first, but it died down pretty quick. Right. Because they're um, like, why is she playing the WrestleMania sign? That's yeah. Oscar's job. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we go off the air. All four women are in the ring, the two champions, mm-hmm. the winner of the Royal Rumble, and Ronda Rousey, who has no business calling out any of those three women at WrestleMania. Right. And uh, But that's what she does, and we're going to get Oscar versus either. You so know. this is where I'm going with it, now that yeah. you said about Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I think Oscar is going after Charlotte. Because she can choose. They made it clear with the Raw men's, uh, well, not with the Raw, with the men's winner, they can pick. Yeah. I think Oscar's picking Charlotte. That way, um, Nia and Alexa Bliss can do their thing at WrestleMania. I love it. And then Ronda Rousey and Stephanie in some capacity, whether it's tag team. I don't team. know. They shook hands. They did that weird thing where they did right. on, on the other side of the coin, okay. I, I was thinking, and I had said this, um, it would be cool if Ronda is Stephanie's muscle kind of like the authority comes back in how they had Seth Rollins as their wrestler. Yeah. But now they have Ronda. But there's so many things. Yeah, because she was Ronda could be a Paul yeah, Heyman woman, to, whatever you want to call it. She seems to be a it. good guy to me right now, which doesn't put her with Stephanie or Paul Heyman in my book. Like, right. it's just... But you don't not change. shake someone's hand, so that's why Stephanie Maybe shook her hand, right? Well, I, I think, you know, they're trying to go back to uh, WrestleMania where she took a... She knocked um, Stephanie off the ropes or whatever. Yeah, did that whole with thing The Rock. Rock. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Tag team, boom. That's true. That could happen. I think The Rock's going to be president before he wrestles in WWE again, to be honest. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, money talks. A bigger chance of that. Oh, there's plenty of money <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the top of the United States, I'm sure. <laughs> so, man, that, that's where they went off the air. I walked away feeling a little down because the way the show ended. But overall, happy that uh, we got a good card. Mm-hmm. It, it was a sweet card. There were some weird things, match positioning and stuff like that, which I'm sure you're going to hear about from all the people who actually know what they're talking about with that kind of stuff on their podcast. But um, that that's where I felt coming out of it. Super happy that I expect Brock and Braun at Mania, you know, Asuka and Charlotte or Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax getting the other one, mm-hmm. basically. Right. That, all that excites me. Cesaro and Sheamus having the straps excites me. Watching Seth Rollins beat the crap out of Jason Jordan excites me. You know what I mean? Shinsuke and AJ, for sure. That's obviously yep. exciting. Um, Usos are going to have a match. So that whoever they wrestle is going to be great because those matches are always good. We're probably going to get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which is going to be a great match. I mean, that alone right there is a kick-ass WrestleMania card in my boat. Yep. It's not, it doesn't have any of the, you know, John Cena and Undertaker could probably be there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's... There's a lot of good stuff coming our way, and, and anything could happen in the Elimination Chamber. That's right. That's why I'm thinking I, I agree with everything you said, except for the fact I think it's going to be Roman and Brock. Ugh. That's where I think they're going with that. Ugh. Be so bad. But, but everything else. Hey, you never know. And man. that could free up Braun to be a partner of Ronda Rousey. Who knows? Yeah. Wrecking machines, baby. I don't know. Yeah, man. Who knows? We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Dude, it's a good show. Definitely. I'm happy to see Raw. I'm happy to see SmackDown. I'm weirdly excited for 205 Live. Yeah. WWE did the right thing on this pay-per-view, and, and I enjoyed it. 
And now it's time, ladies and gentlemen, to smash this podcast with some pop culture. We got music, we got movies, we got comics, video games, collectibles, and more. Smash! All right, Mike Moran, I'm ready to jump into some pop culture. Smash! Smash! Like, dude, there's, uh, obviously the big thing is, today's the Super Bowl, brother. When we are recording this, today is the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're counting down. Our New England Patriots will dominate for the seventh time in our, you know, lifetime. Actually, this will be the ninth, or eighth game that we've watched, and we've won five. So this is kind of a big deal for us. Yeah. A lot. Kind of. Yeah. This uh, is, this there's is a, people who can say that they've never even seen their team close. That's true. At all. Yeah. In, and in my lifetime. Yeah. I think Nine yeah. times, baby. I, yeah, I think we've been in nine games and we won six of them that I've seen. If we count the, you know, no, more than that even. Oh, my God. I can't even keep track. We win so many Super Bowls. Yeah, it's man. ridiculous. You know, We're up to five. We won it last High five. year. Yeah. Well, Brady's up to five. True. We saw before then, too. Like, yeah. Uh, Bledsoe made it to the Super Bowl. That's true. Yeah. yeah you know, so in 97. Yeah. we've Yeah, so eight, nine. Dude, that's a lot of Super Bowl games. And we're AFC champions, what, 100 years in a row? Like, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> yeah, I really don't even know that. I think it's like 9-2 or like 11 or something like that. Yeah, I think it's 99 or 2000. Like. Yeah. Not good. Like, uh, <laughs> the rest of the NFL, you, we really appreciate you uh, making us look strong. Uh, Bill Belichick, best coach in the league. Tom Brady, best quarterback, smartest man in the league. In ever. He knows how to handle everything. We <laughs> he, got does, the, he does. We got the Philadelphia Eagles. Their uh, defensive line scary, but that's all that scares me about them, to be honest. Um, I really – they got good special teams. We sometimes yeah. do weird things in, with special teams in the, the playoffs, so hopefully that's no big deal. But the defensive line, and I think Tom Brady is going to have them moving around so much that he will wear them down before – that fourth quarter comes in and they're going to be so gassed just like Denver was that they can't keep up with anybody. And Tom Brady just stands in the pocket and slings, baby. Yep. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I expect to happen. I am honestly don't think that this one's going to be as close as we've seen in the past. Um, I saw a weird stat today that, like, the last five Super Bowls or whatever that we won, the, the ones that Tom Brady has, I believe – that we lost by – oh, we won by six points, three points, three points, four points, and one point. Something like that. Right. It's like okay. ridiculous. And the two games we lost were by a combined seven points. Oh, wow. So I, like, read that and I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. You know, like – So you're thinking it's going to be – I'm thinking be, more be, like be more than a... 28 to 13 type game. Okay. I, I really hope that we're not stressing, you know, down on the goal line like we have the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything like that. Nothing silly. I would fully enjoy Tom Brady shellacking the Philadelphia Eagles in Minnesota. For sure. They're saying it's going to be the coldest Super Bowl ever. Really? Yes. So that's a big deal for Tom. He plays Isn't it know, indoors. In yeah, but I think um, – I don't know if they probably can't heat it as well as like no. they normally would. Or, <laughs> or maybe the dome's going to be open. I don't know. Yeah, who but knows? They, maybe they just mean in general like just because it's one outside doesn't mean it's one inside. But right. In general. In general, we, the temperature in Minneapolis is going to be the coldest it's ever been. Correct. So wherever they play this. I think no okay. matter what, that benefits Tom Brady. I yep. think he can uh, well, play Philly, in the cold. Philly can't do. I think that's true. But they outdoor. Do they, do they play outdoors? Yeah, like, yeah, they do. They yep. the snowball fights and stuff. You see mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff too. Um, Nick Foles. Coming that, that, in. That's what I'm going to say. Not to cut you off, but that's my one thing. Like. I think Nick Foles is not going to be able to handle it. 
Oh, this is going to be a big test. Right. <laughs> that, that's just what I'm thinking. I don't know. He's a professional, obviously. But, I mean, he's only played, what, three games this I, season as a starter? I think only seven guys on the team have ever played in the Super Bowl. So they're going to be out there. They're going to be running around. Gonna, adrenaline's going to be through the roof. And mm-hmm. hopefully they gas themselves out and we don't right. even have to do anything. You know, that'd be great. So I'm super excited about that. we got about four hours till kickoff. Not even, dude, at this point. Like right. two and a half hours till kickoff, which means it's almost beer o'clock. That's right. Here. And um, I also think the score is going to be a, a longer margin. Personally, you? I think uh, Patriots are going to be up somewhere in the 30s. Woo, so love it. I was thinking like maybe – 24 to 34, 21 to 34. That, that right. That's where I'm going. I like that. I actually said to a kid at work that um, if I had to totally guess the Patriots game plan, it's uh, that they lay it out to Brandon Cooks on, like, fakes and, you know, weird type of things, running back throwbacks, the flea mm-hmm. flicker type plays. I think Brandon Cooks could have 150 yards and two touchdowns and win us this game. Um, that's my – Small, bold prediction. There you go. Might say that's what's going on for me. Mine is Amendola. Yeah, he's your boy tonight. Yep. I don't know if they're going to throw it long to him, but he's just going to be oh, yeah. who we're going to be talking 10, about. 10, 11, 12 passes. You know. And they got Gronk playing, too. Oof. Gronk, so. Gronk needs to have the game of his life tonight. Like, and he can do it. You've let us down a few seasons with not playing and being a little crybaby. I had to explain to my kid halfway through the year why uh, that he doesn't have to ask me if Gronk has a boo every game anymore. That's right. <laughs> you know, because that's what we did last year. Mm-hmm. No, son, Gronk has a boo. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, so, you know, don't got to explain that anymore. That's nice, man. Gronkowski's got to come to play. Because he, if he takes two guys, you know, in coverage – that leaves Brandon Cooks open for that 150 yards and right. two touchdowns, baby. <laughs> like that's what we're looking for. It's gonna be awesome, dude. Love it. Super excited. Other small things in you know pop culture and the, the outside wrestling world, but Call of Duty, like yeah, Call of Duty new maps came out, bunch of new um, weapons and a whole new class they call it Resistance. You know, yep. and uh, it seems pretty cool. I like that we're getting. A whole new class, and that does totally different things and right. stuff like that. It's got Scrambler built in and this weird, um, like, radar type thing where if somebody's within a certain amount of feet of you, it will highlight that part of the map so you know where the person is. Yep. You know, so it's got these cool things that aren't in the game already, and um, I haven't personally played with it. I did just get it, but the new assault rifle I hear is godly, which uh, nice. is super good for somebody like me. That's my game. Uh, you know, a assault rifle slayer type player, and uh, that's... That's what gets me excited when there's a new assault rifle to go out and rip. Um, only PlayStation 4 has the maps right now, right. which is totally a bummer, dude. Like, Xbox, get your get your life together, man. <laughs> like, you can do it. How much did PlayStation 4 pay for that? Because you should have done it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, PlayStation I, does do that with things, so PlayStation's not got it going thing. on for COD right now. All the pros are playing in the PlayStation 4 yep. tournaments and tours, and all the big games are on PlayStation. So, I, I mean, I used to say that Xbox was where all the good players were because that's how it always felt. But I think uh, we're getting a switch mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I'm super excited about new anything in Call of Duty. Yeah, I uh, like that they brought the tack knife back. Yeah, yeah, this... That, that's tons, my game. Tons of new stuff, man. I'm uh, the run around crazy guy. New trench knife, like you know, all yep. that cool stuff. So I, I, I like how the seasons change. Like we had the winter, and they they gave you two free maps for winter time, and then if you got a certain amount of kills, if it was snowing out, like I like that. Yep. And, and now 
they shifted it. That season's over, but now it's kind of resistance season. So you'll see, you'll get special uh, care package drops that are red crates yep. before they were white and snowy. Like I, I like that they're changing it up, keeping it fresh. I, I enjoyed it too. We got prop hunt as a game mode now, which is always fun. Yeah, like, it's fun. Yeah, you, you're having a bad time everywhere else. You know, it just seems like, like I've been specifically recently like my gun i feel like i'm going cross-eyed when i'm trying to shoot someone that's why i'm a shovel and knife guy yeah but it's a good breath of fresh air like just to have some fun and play props turn into a blanket lay on the ground let everybody Uh, blanket yeah Yeah. Uh Yeah. um so i have fun with that Mm -hmm. it's a cool game because uh you know my son's three and i can let him take the controller and you're a chair go hide (laughs) and stuff like that you're playing hide and seek and he gets it yeah yeah and i i think that's pretty cool and also, I get the XP for being in those super long, ridiculously long prop hunt games. Yeah. And my son's yeah. just running around as a chair in the back. So yep. that works for me. Um, cool, man. I'm happy with Call of Duty. Yep. A couple other games coming out. Would you say you uh, got reserved? Kirby. Yeah. I forgot what the official title is, but it's Kirby. It's going to be sweet. It's Switch. for the Switch. Yep. Nice. What it looks like is obviously, you know, when Kirby inhales something, he kind of turns into said item or gets said weapon. So it looks like he has a. A whole huge arsenal, but this one you can also play four-player co-op all on the same screen at once. Nice. So that that's cool. that opens up the doors to like, you know, you can beat the game in single player, but then there might be hidden things that you need a second player to get to. Yep. So some kind uh, of jumping mechanism. And you know, you can never go wrong with a, a first-party Nintendo game. So I'm really excited that they have not stopped. And I do know another game coming out for Switch. It's a uh, whatever remake yeah repurpose yeah of uh donkey kong tropical freeze that was for Wii, okay. i believe and it's going to be on switch i think in april so i'm That's gonna cool. i'm gonna look out for that one too because i didn't play it on the Wii. uh switch is really doing our nintendo is really doing it right in my opinion uh with their titled games mm-hmm. i think they have a lot of third-party garbage but i think if you really dig into xbox you'll find that stuff there too but as far as their big games their mario's Kirby, Donkey Kong, uh, Zelda. I think they're handling those games phenomenally well. Um, They're super good. They're super fun. And they're going to have a lot of replay value. It's not something that's going to... There's going to be a new one next year. They take their time with these titles. And even if there is another one next year, it'll always have backlog replay title. Like, I could always jump back on my NES and play Super Mario 1. Like, the the (laughs) original one. And still have a fun time. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm happy that... That they're bringing out Kirby and that uh, Donkey Kong's on its way. And I just think that uh, I appreciate Nintendo for spending so much time on their games yep. and that we're getting a good product from them. I know that I kind of bashed them at first about them not having enough games, and I would still stand with that. They probably still don't have enough games to really satisfy, like, that being somebody's main console. It's right? questionable. If you don't have I'm going to say If it. you don't have an Xbox, are you playing your Wii all the time? Like you I, switch? Yeah, yeah, switch. Yeah, you could be. There's 2K games on there now. It's not. There's Netflix. Hulu and Netflix, and you can watch that on your tablet piece, which is cool. I yeah. mean, it has to be within 30 feet of the console, whatever. Yeah. But that's cool. And some of the other games, I believe by the end of the year, we're going to get a new Metroid game, too. Yes. So. I, I remember seeing Mega Man stuff like that. Oh, really? Cool. I I, see I've seen one. it in the past. Um, probably, it could be something that was like, because, oh, 2020, but who knows? Oh, so, right. I mean, I've seen... A Yoshi game, too. Yes. I know a Yoshi game's coming out. And they're always just fun. It's a break from the Call of Duty, because if you couldn't tell, we like our Call of Duty, we like our shooters. Yeah. 
this is a good break for me. I played Mario this morning. I, I enjoy it. It's man. super uh, fun. Yeah, so that's that's super good. I, I'm I'm happy for all the new Nintendo stuff that's gonna come out. And I, yeah, again, we appreciate them doing a good, good job, job on their Nintendo games. Oh yeah! Another big thing that kind of sticks out to me in kind of like the indie wrestling scene is uh, Cody Rhodes turning yeah. on uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah, what's going on in the Bullet Club, dude? <laughs> there is a little bit of tension in the Bullet Club. Just a bit. Cody Rhodes straight up flattens Kenny Omega at a show. Yep. I get the videos um, you know, online. I haven't seen the whole segment myself yet or mm-hmm. anything like that. Just the stuff that's kind of been gifted all over the internet or right. gift, whatever. Yeah. And um, The crossroads. Yeah, so Definitely. I've seen that. Bullet I, Club's at a crossroads right now. It seems to me that Cody turned on Kenny Omega both of them still kind of think that they're the leader of the Bullet Club, yeah, and the that's Bullet exactly Club's going to have to make a choice yep. on who they want to be their leader, and I think Cody Rhodes is going to go off and be super heel. And I uh, love it, because that could set up so much Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega over the next year. Like That could be a Wrestle Kingdom pay-per-view, and New Japan's smart enough to start a program a year ahead of time for a Wrestle Kingdom, so I wouldn't be right. surprised if, if that's what they're doing. Especially seeing the amount of attention that a Chris Jericho Omega match got, that they could do something huge at Wrestle Kingdom, and I I think that it's going to be, I think we got a lot of good wrestling ahead from all companies, as far as you know setting up for their big shows, and I really hope that that's what they're doing. I know you've been watching uh, Being the Elite. I don't watch it myself, but um, you know you kind of got me excited about it. Why don't you tell uh, everybody else like? What's been going on and like why you think it's cool? Well, so for being the elite, that it's the show that pretty much the elite, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega created 90 episodes ago, yep. so a few years now, and they film it and produce it, whatever, all by themselves, all with their own phones or own cameras. So one of the things they're not allowed to do is show match footage. So a lot of it you'll see the aftermath, aftermath of a match. Yep. And a lot of it's from the hotel, a lot of it's driving, a lot of it's at restaurants just hanging out. And it's cool to just see them hanging out. Yeah. But but they also produce storylines. That's and the part that intrigued me when you were telling me about the show. I'm like, each show like leads into the next show and there's like storylines. I'm like, man, that's cool. And storylines that do um, tie in to what's going on in the indie wrestling world with them. Yeah. And they're everywhere too. So it's not just what they're doing in Ring of Honor or what they're doing Mm -hmm. in New Japan or what they're doing at, you know, Big Nuts Pro Wrestling in Tennessee. That's right. Big Nuts, baby. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So more more recently, as I was explaining, they actually were filming the morning of said attack from Cody. Now, they didn't say tonight Cody's going to attack Kenny, but... The Young Bucks are in the airport, and now with with being the elite, you're pretty much getting uh, most of the most popular Bullet Club members. So Marty's in there, Adam Page is in there yeah, a lot. I was gonna say Hangman's a big name for yep. right now. He's so popular. So like in this episode, they're in the airport and they're going down the escalator, and then you see Kenny with his hands in his pockets, just like looking out the window, and they're like, "Hey, Kenny," and he's just like, "Oh, oh yeah, hey guys, how you doing? They're like, where are you going? What? Oh, I got to catch my flight. Yeah, you're on the same flight. Like just random funny yeah. things and." You know, it's it's kind of slapsticky, like the bullet club, the bullet club. The young bucks hit the elevator and they're waiting, and then the elevator comes down, and there's Kenny again. They're like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "Oh, my flight, first class, baby. I'm, I, I got to go this way." You know, <laughs> this is the way to first class, young bucks. So then, you know, it says dot 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 later that night, and then they they're sitting there talking about what happened, and they're with Kenny, and then Kenny actually says, and you won't see this on Ring of Honor, you won't see it on New Japan. 
You only see it on Being the Elite. They pretty much interview Kenny, and he's like, I'm so sick of Cody Rhodes thinking he's the leader. I'm the leader. And and then the Young Bucks actually say, you know what? None of this ever happened when Fergal was the leader. That's true. None of this happened when AJ was the leader. Someone's (laughs) got to be the leader and stop because the Bullet Club is about being broskies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just another inside look if you really like the Young Bucks, if you really like... The Elite Bullet Club, what's going yeah. on? Follow the show. That, that's like that total Divas kind of inside look type deal, you know? And But um, a lot cooler. Way cooler. And, and a lot funnier. Less but chicks, you also see... Less chicks getting wasted. You also <laughs> see the, the, the things they go through, like six-hour flights getting canceled, so they... They get a rental car, and they're filming like, all right, now we got to drive six more hours to hopefully get to the show in the snow in another country because they're real-life people, too. Yep. But, yeah, it's crazy, man. So... I, I guess that kind of wraps it up this week for WPC Smash. Um, I do have one quick reminder. You know, uh, we're running short on time this week, and our Patriots are in the Super Bowl in several short hours. Um, so we're going to hold off on um, our match of the week, our spotlight match of the week. Um, I want to remind everybody what it was so you can check it out again if you haven't already or, you know, give you an opportunity to really absorb what's going on and it'll give us an opportunity to do so as well. So um, my match was March 26, 2001, WCW Nitro. That is the last Nitro ever. And um, this is the last match on the last show, dude. So it's going to be Ric Flair versus Sting. Two WCW faces. You know, if you think Mm -hmm. WCW, you either think Ric Flair or Sting, I think, in my opinion. Um, So for me, uh, this is a dream match and kind of, you know, this kind of ended an era of WCW. It did end an era of WCW. And uh, to me, that makes it important and it makes it a spotlight match of the week, man. Yep. Anything else for the people? We'll give no. them a two sweet. That's right, brother. Two right. sweet. Two sweet. You can find us on Twitter at WPC Smash. Or on our website, WPCSmash.wordpress.com, where you can find current and past episodes, a donation button, and links for iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, brother.